Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Dynasty Movement Podcast. Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. Pass is caught! Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! It is August 9th the day before preseason week one starts and we're back uh this season we're gonna be doing like an actual format we're actually gonna have things uh organized a little bit here um and we're gonna test it out today so if it works out it works out and if it doesn't it'll probably change uh and that's what we use our feedback for so today we have uh three topics laid out and then we'll hit community questions those topics being uh our plans for the podcast for this season, how we're going to operate. Uh, I know a lot of people want to be guests here and there, uh, how we're going to be selecting those, and, you know, just the modus operandi of how we're going to exist. Um, we're going to talk about some expectations, wants, and hopes and dreams for the 2023 season. Uh, and then, I guess, just talk about how we spent our off season a little bit. Uh, and then we'll get into community questions. Um, this season, also, we are going to be trying to stick to something of a schedule for every week and time spent on every episode so that we don't kill Pete, our editor. Uh, so with all that said, uh, I'm burned. I'm here with down with fun as is tradition back for Hello. another season, baby. So how you doing, bud? <clears throat> I'm doing pretty good. Um, and you know, on the introductions kind of like laying things down note, um, how many times have we opened up this show burn where, one of us, usually you, has said, uh, we are actually going to do blank from <laughs> Hey, <now on."> hey. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm just I, wondering. I just have to, I, I have to keep saying this so that people think we're trying. I, I think we're certainly trying, you know. I, I, I think that... Um, we need you know, a producer. It, it, we... You know, we're, we're the jack of all trades here. I'm just saying, you know, this... This podcast is very quickly turning into a lot of New Year's resolutions, you know? I yeah. think that we, we need to turn it into into podcast intentions, you know? I would love to do this, but I don't think that we should hold it against us if we don't. <laughs> Look, this is only our 17th pod since the beginning of season two, okay? Like, it's only been maybe 10 times that we've said that we're actually going to have some sort of plan. Well, and... So... <laughs> do another one for what you just said right yes, there exactly so <laughs> i don't know we're figuring it out that's, yeah, yeah. We're, that's it we're, we're, we're gonna have an application for guests now instead of just asking people a half an hour before the show like we're yeah, moving places I, I i think that's a pretty official capacity you know we're, yeah. we're gonna get the google sheets out you know we're gonna i don't know maybe we should make an email make it something cool like uh I don't know, the dynasty movement at, uh, do you remember back in the day when you could get emails like for AOL, I think maybe it was MSN back when people used MSN and, uh, there were commercials for it and I'll, it, it's always stuck in my head that there was like a, you know, there was like a yuppie, um, professional woman talking about her email that she just got from MSN or or uh, AOL, and she just said, like, uh, send your emails to Jenny at mylifeismusic.com. Oh. And at mylifeismusic.com has just stuck in my head as, like, that is my dream 
email address that I could get. What? Just mylifeismusic.com? Uh, well, well, so the implication Dwiff there would be that this the would dynasty be, yeah. movement podcast.com. No, no, no. I'm saying for the pod, for all of our inquiries, it would be the dynasty movement at mylifeismusic.com. <laughs> Specifically that website. Yes. <laughs> just, uh, my, my life something entirely unrelated. Just whatever. Yeah. These are just ideas, you know. It's 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 August. It's early days. We're 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 fresh. We're rejuvenated. We're, we got the ideas. We want to be here today. Right. And that's we, we usually, would, that's a good thing. We love being here today. Yes. And sometimes I gotta hype myself up a little bit. I'm like, you know, I could just sit in my underwear and like watch reruns of Seinfeld. But yeah, today's I, not one of those days. I'm having hazard. a great day today. And I'm ready for this. Yeah. It's a good it's a good day there's like some cicadas outside of my apartment um they're doing uh cicada things yeah they're, they're doing cicada things and the, lately there's been some sort of work going on uh with the apartment across the street so there's been a lot of leaf blowers and uh some sort of piercing screeching noise that they're working on something uh but thankfully they stopped doing that before i was gonna now, say screeching so. noises are good for the pod they, they're great for the pod. They're I great mean, we have Pete. them every time they're, I talk, we get screeching noises, so. <laughs> they're they're, they're great the for editor Pete. Pete loves it. I don't know. I mean, Pete loves screeching noises. He loves editing. That's why he's the editor. He just loves it. He could edit for hours, which he's going to have to do for this one. Especially it's, for the love of it's the game. season three, episode one. You can't skimp on the first episode of the season. Yeah. Even though... And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, on that note, you know, like, so so what else do we have cooking in the chamber? So we, we got forms that we're going to have uh, people fill out yeah. to be a guest on here. What else, Burn? Well, I guess, uh, I mean, I have the talking points listed out under the season three plans. And the first and foremost is like an introduction to what the show even is for people who may not have been here for season two. We have a lot of new people coming in and, you know, popping out and whatever. That's uh, true. Yeah. And. Basically, it's two people that know no more and no less than you do talking about fantasy football and other things. Uh, generally, we go on tangents and we'll talk a lot about just our community as a whole. We get, you know, questions in from people. We'll acknowledge people talking in the chat, that kind of thing. Uh, and it's just a little it's a little thing we have to kind of bring the Dynasty movement together and give it a little bit of atmosphere. Um, beyond that. It, uh, shit i mean we get into well first and foremost it is 18 plus we swear a lot and by we i mean me um <laughs> and we can get on tangents of things that we probably shouldn't in front of you know smaller kids uh but other than that yeah we just uh yeah we're a we're a community podcast we'll bring on guests that are also people that you know and potentially love uh i already mentioned the 90 minute kind of goal for per episode so we can kind of gloss over that um oh so i guess i'll actually dig into the application a little bit uh we're gonna open up last season we invited people specifically like we would hunt someone down and be like all right you're someone that we can trust not to say something horrible on the internet in front of a bunch of people and well. then we'd bring <laughs> so all right well other than us you're more of an adult than we are sure, would you sure. like to be on the podcast um so 
we would kind of go and reach out to people. A lot of times we wouldn't give people, you know, reasonable amounts of time to actually prepare. It'd be like an hour beforehand. We'd roll in and be like, hey, what are you doing? It's nine o'clock on a Wednesday. Let's do a podcast. Um, but no, this, uh, we've had requests from Silver to be on the podcast. So I figured, uh, yeah, we'd actually make a more formal application process. You let us know what kind of hardware you actually have to speak on a podcast because frankly if you don't have the equipment to sound good it's i mean i don't want to for what quality control we don't have i at least want it to be reasonable to listen to uh i am not specifically targeting anybody at this exact moment but look what we're saying here is uh we don't really care if you're under a tunnel, underwater, or anything like that, as long as we can hear you clearly. As long as you yes. have the equipment, you know? Yeah, and if you happen to be living in the D.C. area, and it doesn't sound great because of whatever you've got going on, and you're a Bills fan, then we might say, hey, I appreciate that you want to be on, but we'll have to wait until you clean it up a little bit. Oh. Um... So that's that's kind of the goal of the application. Uh, it's to see who actually wants to be on the podcast. And since we're kind of leaning into just being a community podcast as opposed to a general dynasty fantasy football podcast, like, eh, whatever. Let's have some fun with it. Um, so we're, we're going to try to have a guest every week in addition to us that we can kind of verbally bully for an hour and a half, uh, <laughs> make them feel a little uncomfortable because they're not used to being... Uh, in a scenario where they're talking in front of like dozen of people. Yeah. Um, just, just the one, the way that we are. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, and then we'll basically just have, you know, two to four topics. a week, depending on what's going on, instead of trying to hit everything, we'll just talk about the things that are actually interesting. Uh, try to keep the actual topics to about an hour before we start to spur off into community questions, because realistically, that's what most people like to listen to anyway, is ask us ridiculous things and then see how we respond. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just to wrap it up, we'll just basically be more football conjecture than advice. We're just here to have a good time. We wouldn't be here. We don't get paid to do this yet. So we're just here to have fun. And I don't think you, you should enjoy it. You should say that. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, I, if you guys want to pay, I'll, I'll take money. Don't. Don't get me I wrong. Mean, yeah, I, I can be incentivized. I'll tell people you know, all the time I can be bought. Let, let's. I, I absolutely agree with that. You know, let's let's pump these numbers up, people. You yeah, know, we need um, we need to get up into like, like the button, thousands the and like the tens of thousands on Spotify so that uh, leave we can... a review on Apple. You know, maybe hijack your your partner's phone to do the same. Like I haven't gotten um, a call from Athletic Greens or Manscaped yet, which means we're not doing enough. That's what I'm saying, you know? Like, I I need a company that has dubious morals to hit us up so that we can say, you know, use code TDM15 for 15% off. And, you know, look, no, it's not dubious forever. morals. It's dubious morals and a huge marketing budget. That's, yes, that's, that's, that's what key. we're looking for. Yeah, we could be the next Raid Shadow Legends receiver. Mouthpiece. Yeah. See, I, I can read a script. I can yeah, I can spout talking sure. points for an advertiser. So oh, I know. Yeah, you, if you, you happen just, to you just... advertise and you want us 
if you want your outreach to increase by like 10, we are the people for you. You you can't uh, you you can't reveal behind the curtain so honestly. You know, you don't uh, have to tell them our analytics here. Well, no, you know? I'm saying this so that when people come back from season four to listen to season three to see what it used to be like, you know, those mm. hundreds of millions of people can appreciate uh, what this was like before we corporatized. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds that sounds about right. Um, okay, so what, what else what else we got for the that's, people? That's basically all I had written down. I underprepared for this segment quite a bit. No, I, but I, I think I'm, I pretty much it hits. How much can we talk about ourselves? Don't I, answer that. <laughs> yeah, I I think that we we sufficiently covered what a ninety minute podcast means, wherein it is roughly an hour and a half of us talking. You know, about I think that's what a ninety minute about. podcast means. Yeah. So I mean, on the, on that note, you know, like how you know fantasy, you know, how you feeling. You know, I, I'm sensing that's where we're going. We're we're talking gridiron, pigskin. Oh, I mean, well, the season, you know, uh, the season cometh. Yes. Like like I said, for those listening, uh, we are recording this on the 9th of August, and the season starts on the 10th. So yes, we, we, are, we have only uh, had the Hall of Fame game underway. Yeah, which I did not watch the Hall of Fame game. I told people that I was not watching the Hall of Fame game. I was chastised. It was, oh my gosh, you haven't watched football in eight months. How could you not watch the Hall of Fame game? And I'm like, well, because the Hall of Fame game is not football. Oh, I would you're, rather you're, watch the USFL or the your XFL. Your answer to that shit, yes, should have been... <laughs> because they want I'm to sorry, win. sorry, I watched the XFL championship and the USL, USFL championship, you mm -hmm. know. I'm not a Fairweather fan. I'm, I'm a football guy, not just an NFL And frankly, guy. the people playing in the... Uh, Hall of Fame game are no better than people playing in the XFL, but the people in the XFL actually want to win. So that's a better that's a better experience. And I was right. watching football uh, not too long ago. I could yeah, skip the I, I, I could skip the Hall I, of Fame game. Make it a product I, worth watching, and I'll watch it. I did watch the Hall of Fame game because I was itching for some hot NFL action, and it required me to go to three or four different perfectly legal streams. Um, and I can tell you that uh, it probably took eight minutes of game time for me to realize why I don't usually finish the Hall of Fame game. Uh, <laughs> what, you did Zach like the Zach Wilson, Wilson show? Looked, yeah, Zach Wilson looked horrible against like third and fourth string Browns guys. Uh, that one running back who is drafted, Izzy is what he's referred Israel to. Israel Abanaconda. Yes, um, he looked mid. Uh, really, the only things that I got from the Hall of Fame game was uh, Dorian Thompson. Uh, Robinson. Robinson, yes. There you Dorian go. Thompson Robinson. DTR, my man, he looks better than Kellen Mond. He's going to be QB2. Um, maybe even QB1. My whole, say? I think the funniest thing this season would be if DTR ended up taking the starting job, which I know this is never going to happen, people. You don't need to tell me. But it'd be hilarious if it did so that they were paying $50 million a year for a backup. We don't know. Guaranteed. The, $230 million. There's a, guaranteed. Non, there's a non zero chance that Dorian Thompson Robinson starts this year. Well, it would That's have all to I'm take an say. injury. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not chance. saying that I'm rooting for an injury to one Deshaun. Watson, but I wouldn't be upset. 
look, let's take a time machine back, you know, <laughs> 20 some odd years. Oh, this this new six round pick quarterback for the New England Patriots. Yeah, he's never going to start. You know, we just signed. <laughs> Drew Bledsoe uh, is on the team. We, we just signed Bledsoe to such a long contract, you know, and a lucrative one at that as well. You know, certainly he's never going to start, you know. Oh, wait. He won six Super Bowls. I'm not going to say the same thing is going to happen for Dorian, but, you know, the picture of Dorian Gray might turn into the picture of the portrait of uh, Dorian Great because he's excellent. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) we have, uh, I guess, starting tomorrow, uh, Thursday here, we have the Texans at Patriots and Vikings at Seahawks. Uh Granted, it's week one of the preseason. Obviously, it's going to be basically people fighting for roster spots. I doubt any quarterback that you've ever heard of is going to be starting. Well, normal people have heard of is going to be starting. I, I would actually um, push back on that a little bit. I feel like um, something that's different this year that I have been uh, sort of sponging up from spending too much time on you know the the usual avenues like reddit and twitter and everything it uh, seems like twitter? more what what's, oh sorry I've never heard uh, of that. <clears throat> my bad um x power of the x oh the um, coolest letter right um i <laughs> scan too much for information thank you for throwing me off of yeah i of completely derailed you there but, yeah, uh, it seems like this year there's actually a lot more coaching staffs that are throwing their starting lineups or, or more of their starters in the week one preseason game. So I wonder if we're actually walk, uh, witnessing a shift in the preseason meta well, that... where, the, the, where the first preseason game is sort of taken a little more seriously than the final one. Well, let's see, that um, makes a lot of sense because with there being only three preseason games, you're basically eliminating week one. This would already be week two. So you'll get the right, starters yeah, this yeah. week and next week and then nothing, you know. That, that's that's kind of what, yeah, that's kind of what I think because week week four of the preseason was, over, was always a wash. And it kind of seems like, like to me, it would make more sense to uh, to experiment with all of the permutations that you have of the roster, like more than just kind of whittle down the back end guys, you know, like, like, let, yeah, let's throw in our wide receiver six with our starting quarterback for, you know, a, a couple of, for, for like a drive or two, just to see if they would like gel, you yeah, know, we'll see what like, they can do. Like, why not? Yeah, no, I, th- I agree. I think that's, that's probably actually what'll end up happening now that I actually think about it. Um, yeah, because I, I I know that with uh, with my Chicago Bears at least, where the Fields is getting some playing time, and I, I think so is DJ Moore, and you know like I I feel like all around the around the horn as it were, don't sue me Disney. Um, that's that seems to be the case with many different NFL teams. Um, so hopefully the Baltimore Ravens continue their insane twenty-three game, twenty-seven game win streak. In yeah, the they preseason. they take the preseason way too uh, seriously. I mean, you know, when you're Baltimore, you haven't gotten a whole lot of dubs since uh, the the blackout Super Bowl, and you know the the wire ended in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Edgar Allan Poe was a while ago. You know, you got to take what you can get. So I'm looking at the NFL schedule here, and I actually noticed something relatively interesting. 
And that okay. is that the Browns and Jets have four preseason games. They got an extra preseason yeah. game because of the Hall of Fame game. I figured they would just miss a week. No, that, so that's, that's always been the case. Huh. But, I mean, the, the Hall of Fame game, like, you are truly scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of talent. That's why I guys like, like Zach Wilson are playing. I, I mean, Zach Wilson looked horrible. I feel like the only two things that I got out of the Hall of Fame game, which I suppose is helpful to, to both NFL teams, but I think we got that Zach Wilson definitely is not ready yet i don't think a whole lot of people were expecting him to be like starter caliber i suppose there was some light hope of that um and the only the only other thing that i think you can really glean from that is uh dorian thompson robinson yeah i, mean, I, I think looks, that he's the qb2 okay. yeah um, he, he looked great he looked better than kellen mond yeah so, so i guess with that what are you specifically looking forward to, I guess? Like, do you have any teams that you expect will overperform or underperform versus expectations this year? Or are, are we you talking kind of, the preseason you, or the no, regular just, season? just regular season. <laughs> just we're going, this is the day before any really season starts. Fresh, yeah. fresh cut. We don't have anything to really change opinions mm-hmm. other than just gut. Yeah, I have. So I was, I was trying to think of this earlier. Um, I think some of my hottest takes would be um, I can really see, and I'm not just saying this as a homer, but I can see a reality in which the Bears win the North. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying that Uh, not as a homer. I'm I'm saying that not (laughs) as a homer. I I feel like the NFC North is a division that is not necessarily terrible um but i would consider all of the teams roughly in the same tier uh, uh in terms of talent and like win- winability i guess um that's a spicy take i think um how do you feel about that one that's certainly As a, a lions take. fan i think the lions are going 17 and 0 plus uh-huh. winning winning out in the preseason en route to a Super Bowl victory. Okay. So I think it's wild that you're telling me that the Bears could be better. I mean, I I just think like I'm not I'm not saying that like like on paper the Lions are better. On paper the Vikings are better. On paper the Packers are probably better. You know, Jordan Love is obviously um the big question mark there. I just think that, like, with all four of those teams, all four of them have glaring question marks, and I don't, I, I wouldn't feel super confident about saying, like, oh, the like these teams don't belong, like, in the same sentence. Well, as to each other. quote a uh, friend of the show, f- uh, former guest uh, Jack here, who uh, is in the chat. Hi, Jack. Nice to see you. Uh, he said that the Vikings. They have a shit defense and got lucky last year. I think pretty much everyone can agree with that. They mm-hmm. Their point differential versus their record was insane. Uh, Green Bay lost Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and they were not a very good team even with him. So losing him and going to Love. I mean, Love has a big job. That's not a very strong roster. And the Lions are the Lions. 
frankly. Right, yeah. Until the Lions don't do Lions things, they're still the Lions. They can't be favorites until they unlion. Yeah, that's, that's like my... That's just kind of my point, and Poles had so many... Uh, Ryan Poles just did such a good job in the offseason, I think, and had so much cap space and draft picks and everything that there's just like a lot of... I, I think out of all four teams, there's the most uncertainty with the Bears. So I'm just saying there's yeah. a non-zero chance that no, we win the division. I, I, I could and, see that. Um, um, as a Lions fan, I think just generally speaking, uh, most people would probably see the Lions as the division favorite this year. Which I, is I a very weird thing you. to say. Yeah, and I, it's an I, wouldn't, uncomfortable I wouldn't position say that too for loud, otherwise the, the football gods and the NFL scriptwriters are going to get angry with you. Uh, there's nothing they can do to me. <laughs> there's, there's really I have a hardened shell. There's yeah. no amount of disappointment they could uh, unleash upon Lions fans at this point that they're not already used to. So yeah. I think that would uh, be impressive if they pulled it off. I did see that uh, Eclipse posted someone got a 2024 Super Bowl champions Lions tattoo. So uh, that is a bold claim. Yes. You know, and that's that's a curse. <laughs> but yeah. I remember an Eagles di- guy doing that the year they wanted a few years ago. So it's I don't as superstitious as I am about sports. And I feel a lot of sports people are just oddly superstitious for whatever reason. Uh, it doesn't actually change how players play if there's some random dude in pontiac gets a tattoo i mean hey you know there's a there's a guy in a pontiac with a tattoo there's a kid somewhere in a cancer ward who's hoping for it like you know every the i i think the the good or bad juju you know like if you don't believe in that like what's the point of watching sports you know you gotta believe in man if i were the nfl scriptwriter, i would have a lions jaguars super bowl let's go big cats that make a lot of people happy in very two specific locations I would be looking at the screen and just sneezing because I got a really bad cat allergy. Yes, me too, um, actually. But <laughs> it's uh, that's one of those. If you really want to get ratings, if you want to sell out a Super Bowl, get two fan bases that haven't had shit for decades. You'll figure it out. I mean, hey, that's what I was rooting for with um, what I, I was rooting for with the Bengals uh, against the Rams. Yeah. Um, I wanted a, I wanted the corpse of the Niners against the Bengals that year. Like, oh I, yeah. I, I always, I mean, I guess the the Niners. Bengals fans. Success, but. So, like, as a Lions fan, obviously they're just miserable. But I always feel bad for like the Bills, the Vikings, the Bengals, like the teams that are always pretty good, but just never get it done. Because that's got to be far more painful than just seeing your team winning five games and being checked out halfway through the year. It's, I truly it's don't know so how much any... easier to be a fan of a terrible team than it is to be a fan of a good team that just doesn't quite get it done. Right. I, I don't know how anybody in the city of Buffalo uh, is older than uh, whenever their last Super Bowl appearance was because, oh, my God, if my team went to four Super Bowls and didn't win a single one of them, like what, what? What is going on there? That that is a level of misery That's, that and it's I four cannot straight. even comprehend. It's not like that, they're that spread is, out. That's four that, straight years. I know. Yeah. That that's like playing. Uh. uh that um. What what was that old GameCube game where, uh, it, it was like. Sanity's Requiem or something, uh, something darkness. I was gonna say you're pulling uh, a reference far deeper. I'm, than I'm I can just get saying, it, like, it, like you're going insane. Go, go, 
going yeah going to four Super Bowls in a row and then your team not winning any of them like that you're the scriptwriter is getting meter. hunted down from that one there's someone your, in your Buffalo that is killing is off the charts like that that is a Lovecraftian ancient eldritch god horror that fan was not meant to comprehend um is all I'm saying yeah that's but, uh uh, who was the NFL commissioner at that point? Was that Tags? Yeah, Tagli huh? Paul Tagliabue. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it might have been Pete Rozelle. Tagliabue was uh, 89, so... Yeah, the f was the... I think the Bills, it was like 84 to 88 or something like that. Uh, Demuse will know off the top of his head, that, that, sure. they went got to the that Super Bowl? No, they, they, they went to the 90s. Uh, was it in the 90s? Yeah, the, the Bills went in the 90s. Okay. Then it was I want to say it was like 90 to 94, maybe 91 to 95. Uh, but uh, anyways, it's Yeah, it was immaterial. 91 to 94. No. Very good job. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I, I it's think... incredible that Tagliabue is still alive. There's someone, yeah. some deranged person in Buffalo. I figure we just hunted him down, assuming it was scripted, and just taken him out. Yeah, it's, it's rough Not stuff. saying that you should. It's not actually <laughs> scripted, people. If you're listening to this, don't do terrible things. But doesn't mean I'm not surprised that it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, moving off this extremely distorted point that we just had about the Bears potentially winning the North. Yes. Um, another hot take that I have mm -hmm. um, is, I, I don't even necessarily know if this is a hot take, but I, I think that this is the year that the wheels truly fall off for the Tennessee Titans. Mm -hmm. um, I think that... Uh, I think that DeAndre Hopkins, the, that experiment is not gonna is not gonna do very well. Um, I don't know if Tannehill's. I, I don't necessarily think uh, Tannehill's washed, but I think. I mean, he's what 35, 36, something like that. He's he's he's, he's getting, getting pretty up old. There. Yeah, they he's don't have old. a ton of help I, around him. I mean, obviously yeah, Hopkins I, is a great ad. I think but... that Derrick Henry is going to still be Derrick Henry, which, you know, uh, true TDM fans will know that I called his resurgence last year and I told everybody to buy him. <laughs> and I think that you should still buy him. I think that he's going to be great this year. But uh, I don't think that the team's going to get it done. I think that, uh, um, you know, Traylon Burks, I don't know if he's going to be the savior. I, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be in, like, I could see that team very easily falling into a bit of disarray. Um, so I just, like, I, I feel like everybody is assuming that the Titans and the Jags are kind of neck and neck for that division, right? Does that sound right? Uh, or, or are the Jags outright favored? The Jags. Or are the Titans to, favored? To me, it's the Jaguars division to lose. Um, I think just, so, too. I think they're just significantly better top to bottom. Yeah. I, I think um, so too. I think that like I, I think that there's like some casual fans that are kind of like, well, the Titans have basically had that division on lock for you know the past several. The Titans years. have been the class of the division for three years now. Yeah, uh, I mean but... that that division's been that division is just so vulnerable right now, and I feel like the Jags are a great team. They they look amazing, uh, and I've liked all their moves. Tank Bigsby is going to be great. Uh, Calvin Ridley, you know, shouts out gambling. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I just wouldn't be surprised if the Titans slip on the banana peel finally that they've been avoiding and they fall down the staircase into the damp, dark basement 
that we find the Colts and Texans in. And look, the late teens, early 20s Titans, I mean, they were a force for a long time. No disrespect to them, but I mean, like anything, yeah, they, their cup runneth over, right? Like, you can't yeah, like stay it, relevant forever. Unless, yeah, and, and unless you just, just have a Tom Brady making $20 million a year for some reason, like, you just, you can't sustain it. Well, yeah, it's it's like that and the structure of that team, you know, just being like a run, like a run first team that doesn't need to, like, really throw that much with a generational back. Like, I still think that Derrick Henry is going to be phenomenal this year, but I feel like they've been a team that's just been kind of on a shaky foundation, even though they've had so much success. And uh, I'm just not seeing it this year. I think that the rest of the league has kind of stepped up, and I, I don't know if their sort of style is going to work very well. Yeah. Um, uh, so those are two of my hot takes. You know, I can give more. Do you have any that you know that, that that's on the brain, on the tongue? You know, um, what's what's going on in the burn brain? Looking at all the teams and the divisions and everything. My hottest take is probably that I think the Patriots will be t- selecting top three this year. Top I think three, whoa. this is going to be the first year that they are genuinely bad in the Bill Belichick era. Um, they've survived on defense for the last couple of years since Brady left. I don't think Mac Jones is the guy. I don't think Bailey Zappi's the guy. Um, I mean, Ramondre's good, so long as he can stay healthy. But as we've seen with the Titans, I mean, the moment Derrick Henry went down, they fell apart. And frankly, they just... see. It seems more... At the beginning when people said, is it Belichick supporting Tom Brady or Tom Brady supporting Belichick? I think it's just tom brady he left and they just immediately became mediocre uh and you can only survive for so long off of basically the scraps of that roster before you just have to go full rebuild and i think this is gonna be that year they're gonna Um, i see them going zero and six in the division the jets bills and dolphins are all very stout um they don't have the easiest non-conference or out of division rock nah schedule because they didn't finish last in the division last year it's if every team is healthy i could see them really struggling and i don't know how well patriots fans will cope with that i don't know i'll, I'll respectfully disagree with that i i think that the, the last couple years you know they've had cam newton bailey zappy and mac jones under center um i think that they've been i i, I feel like Everybody was planning on them to obviously have a regression after the greatest quarterback of all time left um, and took a lot of their toys with him. Um, and now that that regression is happening, like I, I feel like there's just such a short-term memory where now that it's actually happening, people are like surprised by it. Um, and I'm not saying that the Patriots are going to be like world beaters or anything, but I do think that like Belichick... He's had some, I, I don't think that he's infallible, you know. I, I think that there's been some questionable decisions, like last year when he started, uh, or I don't know, he didn't start, but when he pulled Mac Jones and put in Bailey Zappi against the Bears. like I, I think that he's had some weird kind of, you know, 
uh, his decision like, making, especially making like Matt Patricia offensive coordinator. Yeah, like, I, like I, that. Think that, I, I don't think that he's above reproach. You know, he's certainly had some questionable decisions, but I think that he's just kind of, uh, you know, he's he's fumbling around furniture in the dark and he's kind of throwing things at the wall to see if something sticks. And I admire his courage to actually go with that because I agree with you. I don't think Mac Jones is the guy. Um, and I don't think a lot of coaches would, um, like the, the Bailey Zappi move. I like, I, I don't agree with it, but I, I admire it because I think Bill Belichick is kind of like, okay, Mac Jones is probably the best guy on the roster, but the Chicago bears are a bad team. And that game, Mac Jones was starting a little, uh, starting a little slow. So I kind of admire the guts to go, you know, like, let's, let's just throw this rookie in, you know, this is probably the most winnable game for him to see if, if anything is there. Um, and there really hasn't been that much in the way of like draft capital and whatnot. Like I, I think that they could definitely have done a better job in free agency, you know, signing Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith to those contracts. That, that was like a what I, and I, I do think that, He's gotten maybe a little he's treating the team like it was under Tom Brady, where he thinks that he can moneyball it, you know, and squeeze blood from a stone with all these guys. Well, and to an extent, I. And that's the issue I have is they haven't drafted well. They they, they haven't drafted well. And they don't and, spend and, money in free agency. So, like, where are you going to yeah. get any talent? So, yeah, I, I think that he is maybe been a little too. He's, he's been trying to big brain a little bit too much, but I do think that it's a testament to um, the coaching side. So, you know, there's plenty to criticize of his uh, of his GM. But um, I think on the coaching side, for the most part, I think if anybody else is the head coach of the Patriots, they were a bottom of the barrel team. You know, it, it's a testament to that, that they've been pushing for the playoffs. And, and not been that bad, especially with how tough that division has been lately, minus maybe the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, yeah, that's a spicy take, and I could definitely see it if they had a, you know, the wheels come off moment like I'm predicting the Titans are going to have. Um, but I'm just, like, there, I've been hurt too many times by doubting Bill Belichick. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my eggs in that basket. If you think about who the Patriots wide receivers are, I mean, this is why I don't really have faith in them. Last year, the Patriots had the highest paid receiving core in the NFL. That was really bad. By twenty it, with, with, million. Yeah, it was. That was really. Who were they even paying that much? It's last like year? Hunter Henry and Kendrick Bourne, uh, Devontae Parker. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a bunch okay, of yeah, nobodies. Yeah. Like. Yeah, Parker, and didn't they have, um, uh... Yeah, like Andy said, who, like, Patricia wasn't even their offensive coordinator. He had some weird title that called offensive plays. Like, they do not seem to me to be a well-run organization. It seems more like one that lucked into having one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, but I, I also know... Like, they made I, decent calls on the field. I, I think but. that... I, I think that, you know, you have that you, you have Tom Brady and you have Bill Belichick in a thousand other universes where they where they don't connect, you know, where Brady's not the quarterback for Bill Belichick 
and Belichick is not Brady's coach. I think you run that simulation a thousand times and like they are like they both of them. I, I would I would predict that Bill Belichick would have better success than Tom Brady in those other simulations. But I, I think that they were just a rare combination that that just happened to work perfectly together. You know, it seems like both of them had really, um, really intense work ethics that clashed a lot of the time, but they clashed in ways that made the other better. Yeah, like, and worked perfectly. It, it was it was a very good pairing. But then we saw Brady left. He goes and he wins another Super Bowl with the Bucks. So he was doing just fine on his own. And ever since he left, the Patriots kind of have hanging on right around the middle of the pack. They're yeah, still but, there. But, but, but but isn't that what isn't this exactly what people called when we yes. like for the past five years when we were like, oh Brady's getting old, he's gonna leave. He's he's getting old, he's gonna leave. Like and then he finally people did. were gonna be people were saying like, oh that. That is going to be a, a terrible franchise. They're going to be picking number one overall, and like they went to the playoffs. Like they they've been pushing for the playoffs. Like, yeah, I, I. But I I do. I just I'm looking at how stacked the AFC is. It it's really stacked for sure. And th- when like we're looking at year, other bottom dwelling teams, I mean, you have the Broncos who have talent. I mean, Russell Wilson, he has no personality, but like yeah, he's generally good on the field except for last season. Uh, you have the Raiders, which, they, I mean, they have Jimmy G. They should be sufficient. I mean, they should be able to get some wins here or there. They were pushing for a playoff spot last year. Uh, the Steelers, just kind of Steelers around. They'll win games because they just happen to do that. They're one of those franchises that figures out how to win games. I know you don't want to hear that, but they do that. No, I, no I one mean, hates hey, bad franchises, I, and you don't like the Steelers because they're very good. I, yeah, I don't like the Steelers because they're very good, but I'll give them their flowers, you know? Like, Mike Tomlin is obviously a great coach when he's not cheating. Um, <laughs> I could have I, I let that be. But, no, I mean, they, like, the Steelers have a phenomenal defense, and they are... A healthy TJ um, Watt all year. Uh, Pickett with know, a like year under his belt. They I'm not a Pickett and, believer, but a year under your belt in the NFL will still make you better. I think that Pickett is a fine, like, as much as I trash on him, I think Pickett is a fine game manager. I just think that he doesn't have, like, he's he's just such an unsexy quarterback. Yeah, but he'll uh, be fine. Mostly due to his small, tiny hands. But he's a fine game manager, you With know? With very, like, very small hands. Very small teeny, hands. Teeny, tiny hands. Yeah. If anybody like listens to a lot of dispute out there who also listens to this podcast... The, the the song such small hands that's about Kenny Pickett but, but so going down the only the only teams that I could really see the Patriots that the end of this all just having unequivocally a better record than would be like the Texans and Colts with their rookie quarterbacks but if yeah, either I, of those I, rookies has a great year because I mean they're both top five picks who knows they could both have yeah. decent years too yeah I I don't think that the Patriots are going to be good this year I'm just struggling to see struggle. them being like a bottom feeder but i mean that's where you and i differ yeah the um, the only team that i would say for sure is just awful is the rams they're terrible i mean the rams and the the cardinals well, the cardinals I, would I, be but, they'd be a little better if you know they had a quarterback that wasn't you know going to miss 10 to 12 games this year yeah i mean I, i'm beating the drum for clayton tune right now and you guys better be listening to his song that he is tuning 
you know, I, I don't you better know. listen I'm to his Clayton tune. Yes, You're listen welcome. to the Clayton tune. You know, he's a he's a bard of the Southwest. Get ready. Um, yeah, but I I think that what you mentioned, you know, about the Patriots in regards to the potential success of the Texans and the Colts, I think that's a good spinning off point. You know, what are your thoughts about the rookie quarterbacks? Um, well, like any year, I am hopeful for all of them. I think, so I'm looking at like rookie drafts, obviously, uh, Anthony Richardson's going first because he has that rushing floor that people are expecting. Um, but as far as my expect expectations for them as like actual football players, I think Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are the guys. I mean, they went one and two for a reason. They were one and two all year for a reason. Uh, camp reports for both of them are just insane. Uh, when I watched the film on both of them, they both look the part. Uh, they don't necessarily have, uh, footwork issues or staring down receiver issues that, Anthony Richardson's had because Richardson quite frankly is just far more raw um but no I have high hopes for all of them I mean that's the reason why they were drafted so high right I mean the same way yeah. I had high hopes for Zach Wilson when he first came in because I mean that he went second overall for a reason and until you prove me wrong I'm gonna expect you to be good totally uh as far uh, as like you... Will Levis and Hendon Hooker obviously Hooker is getting a redshirt year because he has a torn ACL uh, Levis probably is going to get a redshirt year because Tannehill gets them a better chance to win today, and they are still ostensibly a playoff contender. So that's it's kind of narrowed down to three for now for me anyway. Yeah, who who do you think sees like the most success this year? Because I mean, I I think I I don't know. I'm struggling to see like uh, with Anthony Richardson like. I feel like Gardner Minshew is going to start like a significant part of the season. I think if the Colts are smart, they're probably just sending Richardson into the fire to give him experience. On, on one hand, I I agree with that. Like that's, I, that's, I, that would be I, my I coaching the... philosophy though. Is if I have you, I want you getting reps in real games and record be damned. Let's you know give you that experience. Yeah, normal. Normally, I am like that. You know, I beat on the drum for, you know, start rookies, throw them to the fire, and if like they can, like basically what just happened with Justin Fields. You know, like they either figure it out or they don't. Um, but w with Richardson, I almost feel like he's so raw that uh, I I do feel like it's the rare time where it would be detrimental to start him right away and just completely shake his confidence. Yeah. Um, be, because I mean, like it's, it's not like, it's not like when, when these guys sit, you know, to, to quote unquote learn, it's, it's not like they're just sitting there, you know, yeah. like they're getting a feel for the game. They're, they're getting practice reps in and everything. And if what is said is true about Anthony Richardson you know, I haven't been paying that close of attention um, to uh, to the Colts camp or anything, but like the reports are that he is like r extremely raw. Yes. And any and anything coming out that's good about him are those like um, unreplicable uh, like circus catches, circus throws, circus catches that like you know are maybe gonna be successful two or three times out of ten in an actual game. And, like, the, the fundamentals are just not there for him. And 
Plus, week one, the Jaguars play the Colts. Yeah. And I would love to see the Gardner Minshew revenge game. See, that would be fun. I think the people want to see it. Uh, I guess my counterpoint would just mostly be that if you're worried about shaking the confidence of a rookie, that just comes down to coaching. To say, hey, look, I know the game didn't go well, but you did this well that you weren't doing before. You've improved on this. And frankly, I mean, from a general manager's perspective, obviously they have an average span of like two years of having a job, but you talk over ownership and say, hey, we need to develop this guy. We'll end up getting a better pick for, you know, next year. Most teams don't win a lot of games with rookie quarterbacks regardless. We need to give this guy reps and record be damned. Let's figure this out and talk through him. Say, hey, you know, we want to make sure that you're spending more time in the pocket actually looking at receivers before running off. Um, don't depend on your legs. I mean, Lamar Jackson had the same issue as rookie year where he would just take off when he had a guy downfield. Uh, just give him the chance to really see the game. Obviously, it's much faster in the NFL than it is in college, even if you're one of those SEC people that's all like, oh, well, the SEC is basically... No, it's not the NFL. Uh, no, that's why only like 10 people on Alabama go into the NFL every year. Uh, most of those guys still don't make it to the show. But um, you can't replace game day time in practice, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I I certainly think that those are all good points for a rational team, but this is a team that is, is owned by Jim Irsay. Well, and that's the major issue, too, is if you're a team that earned the first overall pick, it's likely because you're incompetent. Because most GMs realize that if they have a bad year, they're going to be fired, and the team rebuilding it isn't going to be them. So they tried to win and failed. Mm -hmm. And that yeah, is not I... the mark of a team that is doing well. Maybe maybe this is a maybe this is a hot take. But I think that the the rookie quarterback that's going to see the most amount of success this year is uh uh CJ Stroud. I agree. I, I, I think agree. that the Texans are a far bar, far better team than uh than the Panthers are and with Richardson I just don't know if he's going to start all season, you know? And I I don't think there's who who else did they bring in uh in in Houston? Um What, wide receiver wise? No, or... no, no. Didn't they bring in a, a veteran like Case Keenum or something? Yeah, they brought in Case Keenum and then they have uh obviously Davis Mills is still there. Which realistically, yeah. Davis Mills is a higher end backup anyway. Uh he right. was he was a guy that people were like, Oh, he could be the starter. Obviously he isn't, but it's not like he's awful. He's probably no, a top it, forty quarterback it, in the league. Yeah, like if if my if my starter quarterback went down and uh, Davis Mills stepped up, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like Case Keenum like, is also it, one of those guys though that's a very high end backup. So th that's true. But with C.J. Stroud, it's like okay, he was relatively pro ready. I I think the roster on the Texans like they 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 were gritty last year. You know, like they, they they weren't a good team by any stretch of the imagination, but like they seemed untalented but motivated would be a decent right. Way to yeah, play. like they they were surprisingly in a lot of games, um, and I like a lot of the moves that they've made uh, this off season. They really went all in on this draft class. You know, obviously getting yeah, the first two yeah. picks. Um, Yikes! But yeah, I I kind of think Bryce Young is stuck. Like I. Like, obviously, he was going to go number one overall. I just hate the Panthers as an organization. They seem, like, so disorganized and in disarray. 
I don't know what the hell they're doing this year, like with adding Miles Sanders like to the backfield. Like why? Like what I, I know that you need a running back, but like why not just stick with Chuba Hubbard? Chuba Hubbard? Yeah, I don't know just... how you say his name. Um why not just stick with him and uh Raheem Blackshear? You know, I know that they're not good running backs, but like I just don't even see a point to getting a guy like Miles Sanders who I feel like ostensibly would make more sense for somebody who actually had hope. Um, me, I know that it's the NFC South, but I think the I main know. difference uh, actually mostly comes down to the running backs. Uh, I think that the Panthers and Texans have relatively similar offensive lines. They're actually both pretty good. Um, they both have kind of weird wide receiver rooms where they have a guy like Bobby Trees or Adam Thielen, who are both veteran guys that are kind of taper off, like tapering off a little bit. Uh, you have rookies or guys playing in their first year in uh, Mechie and Mingo, who could be good, could not. Um, Nico Collins like, uh, is fine. He could have a... I, he's one of my guys that I'm kind of pounding the table as having a breakout year, now that he has a real yeah. quarterback, potentially. Um, DJ I, Chark I just, is also one of those guys that can have a decent year, decent quarterback play. I feel like between those, though, every single time I'm I'm picking the Texans over Carolina, you know, yeah, who but... would I want? Ro- like Robert Woods versus Adam Thielen, like Robert Woods. I think there's some reasonable expectation that he like last year was a fluke because he was coming off of that ACL, ACL tear. Um, Adam Thielen, though, like he has definitely lost a step um, for no reason other than age. I would rather have Mechie than Terrace Marshall, because like he's more of a known quantity, and we know that he's not that good. DJ Chark versus Nico Collins. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think but, I they're mean, relatively you know the comparable bad. rosters. <laughs> um, but my yeah, difference I, I, is I more. Agree. I think the Texans' defense will be a little bit better, so the offense will have you know, a little bit more breathing room, a little bit more time to plan and everything between plays. Uh, but more than that, uh, it's just the running backs. I mean, everyone knows that I'm a big Damian Pierce guy, but when you are given the difference between... I actually the... did not know that. Oh, I love Damian Pierce. I think he's a little Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> you're, you're acting like that's common knowledge. I did uh, not there's... know that. I pumped the tires on that guy. But with him and uh, Singletary, uh, you have guys that you can hand... The... They could hand the ball off 30 times and their running backs would be fine. You have guys that can take the load... And a guy like Miles Sanders, who gets banged up here and there, who's more of like an outside guy. Uh, Blackshear is basically a wide receiver. Uh, Chuba is also more of a smaller running back. Like, yeah, you don't really have games, but yeah, yeah, you don't don't really have that guy that can just touch the ball twenty-five times to take the load off of the quarterback the same way that the Texans do. And I think that's going to be the major difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, otherwise, that, kind of like I mean, they're very similar teams to me. Um, that just kind of go like their running back situation in Carolina. I feel like just further underlines like I, I don't know what their identity is and like what they're building towards because they have like three guys who you know are are easily banged up um, in the in the backfield. And, like, their receiving core, like, I don't know, Adam Thielen, like, yeah, he's, like, a good vet. But, like, everyone else is kind of, like, scrubs. Mingo has hype, I know, but I I don't know. Their their defense is not that good. He had decent draft capital, but everyone kind of feels like, why? 
kind of right. situation. Yeah, and like, I mean, he like could prove us all wrong. Who knows? But He could prove us all wrong, but it's like, okay, Carolina's the team who drafted him. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> like, you kind of get a reputation. Are we really counting on them to be a good... Uh, Evaluator of talent? Identify, yeah, like, I, I'm certainly not. So it's... Um, it's one of those, I... I think they'll both do well. That, and generally speaking, as far as divisions go, they're both in weaker divisions. Um, particularly Bryce Young. I mean, the NFC South is basically anyone's game. The Falcons don't look all that stout. They're going to run the ball about 800 times a game. Uh, the Saints are fine. I don't know if Derek Carr is really what they wanted to really get him over the hump. I don't think he's really that much better than what Andy Dalton's been the last year. That's, that's exactly what I actually had a good year last year. He didn't get nearly the credit that he deserved. I, I don't understand why everybody was hating on Andy Dalton so much last year. He did a good he had job. A good, he had a good season. Like, the coaching was what was terrible. Yeah. And I don't and understand why that. the Saints... Yeah, I don't understand why the Saints moved comparatively heaven and earth to get Derek Carr when they could have just retained Andy Dalton um, to, to kind of ride this out. Like, I, I don't think that there's a meaningful difference between Carr and Dalton. I think that they're both pretty good. They're pretty good quarterbacks that are kind of on the back end of guys yeah. that you feel good about starting. And I mean, um, I'm just, I pulled up Dalton's numbers just, uh, you know, for the fun of it. And I mean, he was getting like 11 yards per completion. Like his numbers were pretty much in line with what he's had his whole career. Um, it was actually the second most uh, average yards per attempt in his career. Uh, he was, he only played 14 games, but he was on pace for about a 3,500-yard, 22-touchdown, 10-interception season. Which, is that setting the sky on fire? No. No one's saying that no. that's a great quarterback, but that's... I mean, if you have a game manager that's starting and you don't have someone to replace him, like, that's fine. And frankly, yeah. I don't expect Derek Carr to do a whole lot more than that. Yeah, I was really bummed that Andy Dalton ended up on the Panthers because, I mean, he's probably just going to be the... Like, I, I would be very surprised if the Panthers did not start Bryce Young this year. Oh, Bryce. I um, expect Bryce Young to play 17 games this year. Let's, yeah, I, I do as well. You don't take um, a guy first overall. And from what I hear in camp, he's doing wonderfully. He's going to be the guy. Yeah, so, I, I agree with I mean, that. When yeah, you trade a, what they traded for him, he better be. But that's yeah, what I, I, ha- I, I own Andy Dalton in a couple leagues. So... I'm, Maybe I'm still planning on it. You know, I, I, hey, hey, hey. To hey, me, hey, the Andy Dalton signing, the Case Keenum signing, to me, that sounds more like a, uh, in the off chance that this rookie quarterback actually makes us compete. Uh, we have a guy that if they get hurt, we can survive. But also, you have a veteran presence that's been around for a long time that basically can work as a coach from yeah. your side of the clipboard, kind of thing. Um, yeah, I just I, I feel mean, like, especially uh, in the case of Andy Dalton, I mean, he's been a starter in the league for over a decade and he was been he I was know, I, I, a MVP I feel like candidate Dalton, for a few of them. Like he was a very I, good quarterback for a long time. I feel so. like he is getting a little disrespected by maybe not necessarily the NFL because, you know, he can only do what I he mean, can do. But I, the I Dalton feel like line is being... a thing for a long time, right? Like if you're worse than Andy yeah, Dalton, you're not a starter. But if you're better, you are. I, I feel like, like the Dalton line is still kind of a thing, you know? I feel like people... It's kind of more Saints like the Derek Carr not, line now to me. Right. Be, because the Saints did not see themselves have a lot of success last year, I've seen it, you know, just generally in the sentiment online um, be attributed to Andy Dalton falling off a cliff and being bad. 
And, like, I think that Dalton is still kind of like a – like, I, I still think that he's a starter caliber – starting caliber quarterback. You yeah, know? he's entirely fine. Um, yeah. So, um, when I'm looking at the Panthers and their schedule, I mean, the Buccaneers, Saints, and Falcons are all, to me, probably in that, like, 25 to 18 ranking kind of range. Not the worst teams in the league, but not great. One of them's going to make the playoffs, which is a – kind of insulting to the rest of the league, but that's how it works. Very much um, so. And then on the other hand, in the AFC, the AFC South, the Jaguars are good. They're a good team. But beyond that, the Titans might fall off a cliff. Uh, the Colts and Texans each are very bad teams. They just got a rookie quarterback. So they should do well against each other. <laughs> Hopefully. With any luck. But... No, statistically, one of these three quarterbacks is going to be bad. And not, like, kind of bad, like, really bad. Yeah. And yeah, I think I... people aren't preparing for that likelihood. And if I were <laughs> going to say that one of them is going to be really bad, it's probably Anthony Richardson. Oh, yeah. That, I I mean, I don't even think that, that... Actually, I don't think... Like, I know that that's not necessarily, not necessarily a hot take... I, I think that he's going to have some fantasy success, but I, I real life, I'm counting on him to... It'll be a flash in the pan kind of thing. To not be it. Yeah. It's, um, and that's... If you're... This will be my first fantasy take of the day. Okay. If you have a team that you earned the second or third overall pick in Superflex, and it's not... I traded up for it, and I have the luxury of having... Uh, Pat Mahomes and, you know, Dak Prescott on my roster, and I just want to, you know, shoot for the moon with a quarterback pick. But, like, if you need a quarterback and you have the second or third pick, I would take both Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud over Anthony Richardson. Or trade down and take one of those two, because that is a risk that if you're bad enough to be picking top three on your own, you cannot afford to miss, and I think those are the two that are the least likely to miss. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. Um, it kind of, I don't know, like it kind of surprises me a lot that Anthony Richardson was the uh, was the one hundred and two, right? That was that was well, his that's, pick. Yeah, he's uh, well, he was the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft. Right, right, right. But, but I, I mean, in, in ADP, Superflex, he is second. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. After like he's one hundred and two behind, Bijan. he's the second coming. Right, but. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of think it's just, I don't know. I, I'm surprised that on a, on a mass level that everyone was okay with that. Cause I absolutely agree. Like if, if he pays off, like, congratulations, you know, you have another Josh Allen, um, maybe <laughs> or Lamar Jackson uh, or whatever. Like you have, or, or, yeah, like, you like, have the guy Lamar... that can get 4,000 yeah. yards passing and a thousand yards rushing a year. Right. He could be yeah, incredible. Like, that's why yeah, he's like, my sky yeah. shot. He is, as everyone says, he is the ceiling pick. Yeah, for sure. But, like, if I, I would definitely choose Bryce Young over him, for sure. Um, it Like, I, I'm definitely normally a guy who is all about ceiling. You know, I don't think you win championships from floor. But if you you're in that position, people. you're, yeah, when, when you're in that position, you never, like, you're almost always going to need a quarterback in that position. And in Superflex, everybody always needs a quarterback. 
Um, so why not get the guy who is number one and if nothing else, insulate that value, you know, and you're bound to more likely than not maybe be able to buy Anthony Richardson cheaper next year if you still want him. Um, and you can sell Bryce Young for him plus. Like well, that's I I think that you're playing an odds game that uh you're 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 not doing enough to dig yourself out of the hole when you're going for a guy like Anthony Richardson at his ADP than you would be to, to pick like, you know, the number one overall NFL draft pick uh, and, and move on from there. You know, build, you need to build a base if you're rebuilding. Yeah. And that's, and that's why, like when I see it, it's, would you rather in a super flex start like Lamar Jackson and Zach Wilson or like Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott. Totally. It's yeah. You you want to keep shooting for the moon on guys that could easily bust, or do you just want to take the boring safe pick? Um, uh, well, and I, both of I them could work with, out. Both of them could work out, but I think with co- with quarterbacks especially, if you don't oh, have they're such a crapshoot too, man. Yeah, they're they're such a crapshoot, and like I, I don't know. I feel like if you don't have that base of having two starter level guys that like you know are going to be starters than going for anthony richard like if you have that you know if you have shoot for the moon but in, if, if you especially have like in Superflex, you don't have car you don't have two quarterbacks you need two quarterbacks like you can't you will not win a game without them you can have the best record rockster in the world but if you don't have two quarterbacks in Superflex, good luck yeah like i, I would and rather that's... if i had that pick i would rather pick bryce young and then trade whatever I needed to trade for a moonshot to get Will Levis, you know, like, yeah. I, I mean, know. he's pretty cheap right now too. And it's why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? So it's, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I could see any position that I'm in right now to draft, uh, Anthony Richardson. I actually probably would because I could afford to on my teams. And, <laughs> But that's that's yeah, just you, it. Do you, can team, you afford to blow a pick? Is really what I, I it comes down to. Will your team be okay the, if you burn it up? Generally, the adage, like in my in my mind, is just like more likely than not, if you're picking Anthony Richardson, he, he's he's going to hurt you. You know, uh, and I, I just don't agree with his ADP. I think him and him being uh, over I, Bryce I Young have, is a bit interesting to me. Personally. Yeah, I would rather have Young, and I would probably rather have Stroud. I think Stroud's gotten more disrespect this season or this off season than he deserves. Yeah, like I, I feel like him and Young, uh, it's been touched on in the server a little bit, but I feel like Stroud and Young are in two different tiers when they shouldn't be. Yeah, you know, I mean, realistically, people were talking about the Panthers taking Stroud first overall at certain points, and if they did, do you think that their ADP would have switched? Um, probably, in my opinion. I th- yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, if you're the number one overall pick in the NFL, that's gonna it's a big deal. Shoot yeah. your your draft capital part of your. But it doesn't change who value. they are. And I mean, a day before the draft, we still didn't know who they were taking first overall. It wasn't yeah, so I mean, cut and dry and obvious. And then the moment the draft happens and Stroud's second overall, it's like, oh well, we now have a tier between them. And I think yeah. that's silly. I, I think so too. I think, I think it's very that anybody disrespectful who drafted... to Stroud for pretty much no reason. 
anyone who drafted Stroud with like the 106 in Superflex, 106, 105, whatever, I think that that's such a ridiculous steal. I don't know. Um, I like it. Yep. So on that note, let's uh, move on to some community questions. I know we had uh, an additional topic, but as is tradition, we said that we are going to stick to a plan and then immediately moved away from it. So, <laughs> uh, we, well, this time we are actually moving away from it. Yes, we are intentionally skipping it because we went a little long, but we are actually having a good conversation this time. So I apologize for both of us. Here. This time, as opposed to the other times, I didn't. I don't apologize for the other times. You people no. know what you're signing up for. Yeah, I said to you people. Um, so we've got a a lot from a few people, uh, mostly Jesus and. I'm just going to call him unidentifiable 49ers fan because bacon boy slash one are seen wanger changes his name daily. Uh, so the first question involves Cialis. Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right. And asking why did that, he... did that, did that end up in the hall of fame yet? It had to have, if it didn't, I, I mean, I pinned it. That's, let me see. Quite frankly, the most preposterous uh, no, thing that anyone's ever said in here. Wait, what is uh, what is needed for the Hall of Fame? Is it eight? I think it's or 10. ten. Oh, it's at eight right now. Yeah, I, I'll just put it in there at some point. <laughs> that was the most incredible thing anyone's ever said in here. All but right, the question all right, is, let, let's, let, yeah, let's so you mentioned taking a copious amount of liquid Cialis. His question is why. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, you, know, you don't have I, to answer I, these. They're curated. Look, you can just pass. No, no. But, I'll, I'll I'll say it. You know, right. I won't get into the I won't get thick into the weeds or anything. But uh, uh, one of my friends had a. I guess this is only gonna beget more questions. <laughs> but one of my friends had a bottle of liquid Cialis that was probably brewed in a bathtub in Hawaii. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I had met somebody on one of the dating apps and they wanted, and they were from Michigan and they wanted to spend the weekend with me. Oh, don't rope my state into this. I'm not, uh, that, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I'm just going to go through all of his questions. Well, not all of them. Um, cause we only have so much time and frankly we've answered a lot of these before and some of them are pretty yes or no questions um so this is a good one if you could roster any non-football player on your fantasy teams for memes or moral support who would it be and why is it nick castellanos <laughs> now i wouldn't have nick castellanos because he is the yeah, harbinger wait, of doom what a weird assumption that anytime nick castellanos is involved in anything a tragedy occurs so yeah. i am not I'm staying as far away from that man as humanly possible. Well, we we would know that he would be a lion for sure. Don't you put that on me. Um, who would you have? Uh, for like, hmm, a non-football player for like memes or moral support. Now, the sports that I particularly follow the most are football, obviously, and then hockey, because I grew up playing it. Um... So I would pick a hockey player. And at that point, I'd probably pick Alex Ovechkin. Okay. Uh, 
there's a story that I heard about him going to a teammate's house that had Italian immigrants for parents and they made like a whole spread with, you know, pasta everywhere and everything. And it's great. And the first thing he did without saying a word was got up, went into the kitchen and got ketchup to pour all over his spaghetti. Um, <laughs> Ew. And then the when hell? the uh, Capitals won the Stanley Cup a few years ago, he was notably drunk for about two weeks straight. That's a man's man right there. It just there. seems like the guy likes to have a good time. And that's that's kind of the vibe that I want to have on my team. Obviously, I mean, don't meet your heroes. Maybe he's done things that aren't great. Yeah. Um, but barring that, I'm unaware of those kinds of things. It'd be like him or Miguel Cabrera, who also just kind of has like the happy vibe following him. Sure, he has a second family in the United States. Uh... And then another one in Venezuela. We don't need to talk about that. Sure, he's been arrested for DUIs before. But, like, you know what? He seems like he's having <laughs> fun out there. This, this is all new information yeah. to me. But, like, you know what? He looks like he's having a good time when he's playing baseball. And that's just, that's the vibe I want. You know, it's like, be out there having a good time. Yeah. How about you? So, w- w- was the question, like, a non-football athlete or just, like, a non-football <laughs> It's an any non-football player. I'm assuming that's an athlete since he said player specifically instead of, like, okay, person okay. or personality. Hmm. Huh. Well, I'm going to be honest. I, I really only watch football. I don't really watch a lot of basketball or hockey. Well, let's expand or... it beyond that, then. Any person that you could just roster just for the vibes. Uh, um, hmm. Just for the vibes. Like, who's got that vibe I, that you want on a team roster? I, I know, yeah. I, I feel like it's in the back of my head. Um, and why is like it I, Uncle Joe? <laughs> yeah. Um, Uncle Joe show man. on uh, Twitch. Look it up, people. Yeah. It's wild. Um, hey, man, Uncle Joe, I, give me sponsorship money. I feel like it would be... Um, Maybe it would be. Yeah. You can ignore scandals I, or whatever too. Like if you, I don't, I don't know. Like don't part know. of me just, part of me just for the memes wants to do like, just some <laughs> completely useless DJ Khaled. Like I, another one. No, not, not <laughs> no, not not DJ Khaled. Part of me wants to do like just somebody who would be completely useless in athletic play. Um, and just do the, like, I'm just a little guy thing. And like, like when, when, when I think of that, I think of like, like John Mulaney. Um, okay. That's really good though. Yeah. Like, like just imagine John Mulaney on a, on a football roster. Hey, I'm here. Uh... Like, I'm just a little guy. You're going to tackle a little guy. I'm just a guy. Hey, I'm here. What are you going to do? What are you doing? Uh, Oh man. Uh, geez. I don't have health insurance for this one. Yeah, no, I like that one. That's 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 a that's a goofy dude to have in there. I was, I thought you were leaving leaning more in like a Danny DeVito direction. No, Dan, um, I mean Danny DeVito for sure, but like I mean that's a, that's a vibe. Danny to DeVito, sure. that that's another step. But Dan, Danny DeVito, you know, I, I know John John Mulaney's had a little bit of some scandals the last couple of years. Danny DeVito, though, he is he's flawless. By by all, by like, all oh like, Jack Black. Jack Black would be Jack Black too. is my pick yeah. for non-football players. That's a yeah. That's yeah, a but, team but, uh, culture John, shock right there. John Mulaney definitely brings the "I'm just a little guy" fact that I would be looking for. Now, would you like John, like Lil John, 
as like a hype man for your roster. No. <laughs> Succinct. All right, we'll move on from that one then. Um, what is your default tab when you need to tab out of sleeper at work? Like YouTube? Like, no, like, let's say you're on oh, sleeper uh, at work and your boss is walking by and you got to switch away. Oh. Like, last second. Uh, it, it would just be work, right? Like, y yeah, what? What, it'd be what like, kind of question is that? Yeah, it would be, for me, it would just be like work stuff. Well, I, I feel like. I mean, like, I work from uses... home, so no one's walking up on me anyway, but. Well, who uses sleeper on desktop? Yeah, hey, Sleeper, uh, if anyone there is listening to this, uh, fix your desktop app. It's terrible. And people yeah, well, actually I, want to use it. I always thought that just, like, Sleeper is supposed to be, like, Instagram. Well, I know? mean, they like they build it for mobile, and they know that most people yeah. use it on mobile, but most people isn't everybody, and building a website isn't that hard. Fair, yeah. At least make it so I can see an entire draft on my monitor, if I have more than 14 teams in my league, which is most of them because I'm a psychopath insane um so yeah I, I don't have anyone walking up on me at work so i don't really have to worry about that but in general even when i was back in an office it'd just be work um let's see if you had to pick someone to do a commentary for your fantasy football league on sundays who would you pick to do it mm, see i'm just doubling back to jack black yeah, I feel like... Well, John Mulaney um, feels like a great pick for that, too. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, on one hand, like, yeah, there's that. But I feel like for specifically, like, for commentary... Give me um, booger. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not saying that, like, it has to be... Um, uh, what's his name? The comedian Bill Burr, right? Yeah. Like, like, I'm not saying it has to be, like, a Bill Burr kind of guy. Like, specifically Bill Burr, I guess. But I would want, like, somebody who's doing the commentating to, like, be somewhat knowledgeable about sports. And I don't think I've ever heard or seen Jack Black mention anything. <laughs> well, see, that's why it's funny to me, though. Because it's like, it's a fantasy I guess league. that's why it would be You're funny. You're not taking like, it seriously anyway. He could just be like, ah, oh, this guy that I've never heard of just scored a touchdown. Wow. Yeah. Like, see, I, I don't know. He, like, takes his I, shirt I, off I, and, like, does a guitar riff. Like, I, I, have, I have my limit with stuff like that. Like, like if it's... Like, I, I'm, I'm amused by something like that for, like, a couple minutes, but if I'm going to listen to it for an extended period of time, like an entire Sunday, I'm going to want my commentator to actually be knowledgeable and be able to make funny connections with the actual sports stuff. Kind of like Bill Burr. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm going to say, say Andy from Rate My League. Okay. Because he okay. already has That's a podcast. A He's used to talking to people. That's a great. It's pick. a knowledgeable yeah, guy. Great league. Community guy. Real, yeah. real community dude. That's that's a. Free it's Andy. Plug Plus, I saw him pop into the pod earlier. He's not here right now. For those of you listening on Friday or Saturday <laughs> you, or whatever. You don't have but to he tell was them here. The, the, the well, lack well, of audience. No, it's that we no, have, well, no, no. It's, well, I mean, we have a huge audience here, but he's not a part sure. of it right now. Right. The audience is in the hundreds. Don't worry about it. That's true. All right, and then uh, we're going to move on to Jesus questions. I'm assuming he's okay. actually going to be uh, joining us on the podcast some point this season. Uh, he is. No spoilers. Well, I mean, he's made it, he's made it clear that he's interested, and we're going to give him the opportunity. Um, 
One of these I actually can't really answer very easily. Uh, and it's rank these villains in order of easiest to defeat to hardest. And it's Jason from Friday the 13th, uh, mm-hmm. Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, and Brock Purdy. And if Trey Lance so has shown us ranking, any of these... We're uh, ranking who we could defeat? Well, it's... Oh, no, who's the like, easiest to defeat to the hardest? Like, I guess, rhetorically speaking. Um, I, I don't mean, watch scary movies because I am a huge coward. So I couldn't tell you any of these because, quite frankly, the 49ers are also a horror show when it comes to their quarterback room. I think all three um, of their quarterbacks are bad. I, I feel like but, by default, Brock Purdy is the easiest because he's mortal. Yeah. You know? Like, that's, that's not an indictment on Brock Purdy or my. He's just capable of dying. So, like. Yeah, he's capable of dying. The, the rest you have well, to do some. Okay, like, let's bump the brakes. We've never seen him actually die before. That, that's, this is true. I'm just under the assumption that he's mortal. Yeah, it's, um, Because he did get injured, you know, which yeah, would imply... True. Well, I mean, look, these villains have been injured before, too. That's true. They, Not they've, stopped, they've all but, died, but they've come back to life, but I guess. Hindered. If Brock... So, okay, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to operate under the closest approximation to reality that I'm supposing this question involves. Mm-hmm. So Brock Purdy's the easiest. The The rest was uh, Jason, Freddie, and what was the last one? Uh, Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Not um, Mike Myers. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, baby. I'm going to go with... Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers. I'm going to go with... Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy. Uh, in order from easiest to hardest or hardest to easiest? Yeah, Fr- Freddy is the hardest. Okay. Um, he literally doesn't exist on this plane of existence. Yes, you, you have to kill him in your dreams. Good luck controlling yeah. those. Some people can, allegedly, and I think it takes drugs. Um, I kept the dream journal for a bit. Hey, nice. How was it? It was fine. I, I, did, I have lucid dreamt once in my life but i the the thing was is i i didn't do anything cool in it i literally was like in the back of a taxi cab and i had like the realization when you're in the dream which is like part one and the, then you just the lucid dreaming. kept sitting in the taxi cab basically i hey, was like right on, i was sitting in the taxi cab That's and i dream. saw like a dreamscape outside and i was like oh that doesn't make any sense i'm in a dream and all i did was i just imagined or I like willed a couple of my friends in the taxi cab with me, and I just like talked to them. Like I didn't fly or anything. That doesn't sound consensual. Yeah, I, I mean, in a <laughs> sense, uh, you I don't, talked. I don't really you wanna, made me talk against my will. I don't really want to get into that. But. <laughs> no. Anything for the pod. Um, anything for the pod. And then I guess uh, we'll wrap this up with uh, another movie question. Uh. I don't have five for this. He asks what the top five creature feature movies that we've seen are. Um, um, are we counting? So creature feature. It, it would be like something where like it features a creature. Of right. Some sort, a but, non-human but so entity. I, like a uh, like a King Kong or a Godzilla okay, or a so Cloverfield I, or whatever. Right, right. I, I was going to ask if like monsters counted as well, creatures. Well, yeah, I would. But it sounds would like you're so. counting them. Yeah. So what are yours? Um, 
I saw this earlier, and I mean, I liked. Uh, this will be a hot take. This will probably be the hottest take I make this season. But I actually liked Godzilla versus King Kong or whatever. The new one. Yeah, the new one. I was that a hot take? I loved that movie. See, I, a lot of people complain about it, and I'm just like big lizard, big monkey, punch each other. That's fun. Okay, but um, who who do you know complained about it? It's the internet. I just see the bad ratings and everything, and I think they're wrong. Okay, well those so th- those same people were probably clamoring for the Snyder cut. You yeah, know? probably disregard uh, their opinion. Oh, let's see. I want to see the grim, dark world of Godzilla. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to have fun. You know, just uh, give me content. I need yeah. more MCU. Uh, I I really didn't connect with the characters. I don't care. I want to see Godzilla yeah. blast things in I, the face with atomic breath. I, I wanted to rad. see Godzilla blast people in the face with his atomic breath, and I wanted to see a very large monkey smash things with his radiation hammer, and that's what I got. Yeah, it's rad. It's friggin' cool. Um, um, so, yeah, I'm sorry. What, what are your five favorite? I don't features? see. That's the thing. I don't know if I even have five. I don't just I don't the, watch the that many. That... I don't have very many creature feature films that's a, that I've seen. That's OK. Just, just list off um, the ones that you that are hmm. on the brain. Uh, this is a deep stab. I doubt anyone's ever seen it, but there's a movie called Redline. If you haven't seen red, it, red line. Yep, all one word. Uh, okay, that's uh, Japan animation, and it's a it's a trip. So it's an anime. Yes, it, but okay. it's a movie, and it's wild. It's a racing film, but there's there's weird shit going on in it. I mean, it's anime. Okay. Um, ah, shoot. Other than that, it's like all like horror movies and stuff like that. I don't, well, I don't watch a lot of I scary mean, movies, and I don't really watch a lot of creature films. But even then, like, a lot of the horror movies, like, it, like I've seen, like, The Woman in Black, but I don't really know if that's a creature feature more as, no, like, no. it's, like, she's a, a, she's a, a woman. woman. That's yeah, it's not like a, a ghost. Creature. Exactly, and it's, like, mm. Or, like, The Grudge. So, so like, I, um, I don't really yeah, have a lot count. that I can add to it. I don't watch um, a lot of movies to begin with, and the ones I do generally aren't, like, that. Yeah, I really um, liked... Um, I did really like the first Cloverfield. Uh, that was one of my favorite movies. I actually did watch Cloverfield, when, the, the original. Yeah, I saw um, that in, I saw that in theaters, um, and uh, it was a fantastic time. You know, I'll um, actually I will add um, Signs, the uh, M Night Shyamalan movie. That's like aliens, though. Yeah, not... well, I mean, aliens are creatures, right? They're not human. I I creature think that's things. cheating. I, I did watch Signs a couple months ago, and it was pretty it's, good, though. Yeah, like I'm, I don't know, I'm I'm digging deep here. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Cloverfield. I'm gonna go. Um, hmm, this is pretty tough. Yeah. Top five, right? Yeah. Um, Baba Duke. Would that count? Uh, that's a that's kind know. of a I, funny I, zany I, I little like guy. Spiritual spiritual entities, I feel like shouldn't count. Jaws. Um, Jaws, Jaws counts yeah. to me. That's, Jaws, that's Jaws, absolutely up there. Jaws was good. Um, I I I really liked Godzilla versus King Kong. I thought that was fun. Yeah, um, I had a great time with that one. Honestly, the entire that entire I guess trilogy of more recent Americanized Godzilla movies, I thought were all pretty decent. Yeah, why is this a... I really thought this would be an easier question to answer. Yeah, but. I know, but there's not a ton. Um, 
I don't know. Would you consider? On a plane? Would yeah, <laughs> snakes on a plane would be funny. But like, I love snakes. snakes on a plane. Uh, would you consider like the alien movies creature features? I like mean, again, alien that's like an alien. I I loved Alien. Aliens like one of my favorite movies. But I don't I don't know if I would, like I don't think aliens count. I feel like a creature feature. Uh, I guess Cloverfield like, is Tremors. Kind of that too. Tremors. Yeah, those are know. creatures in the yeah, sand. Yeah, Tremors but... counts. Tremors was a good movie. Yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I'm just looking at like a whole list of creature feature movies right now to see if I've even like recognized any of these, and most of them are things I've never heard of that look awful. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Some of them. Might Sorry, be we 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 really uh we really messed up by not having good answers. Yeah, right? uh, I guess District Nine. If we're gonna count Aliens, that's a good movie. That's a very good movie. Yeah, but I'm not counting yeah, Aliens. Yeah, that's, that's that's the cowardly Jurassic way. Jurassic Park. Out. Dinosaurs, they're just animals, but I mean, we're already counting Jaws, so. Yeah, I guess it counts. Yeah, or... yeah I, I don't really have a great answer for you there, Jesus. I apologize. Yeah, um, sorry, man. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of them. I guess we could, like, flubber. <laughs> Shut the count. fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I just got reminded of that. I saw uh, the blob listed. And I'm like, oh, speaking of that one. Huh. But, yeah, I, I, I'm i struggling to really... I guess we've named quite a few, so... Yeah, oh, Starship uh, Troopers? Sure. Would, hey, you, would you count Starship Troopers? Because that's a great movie. I mean, again, it's... Aliens, it's, but they're like bug it's aliens. aliens. It's a, it's a I, I don't think that that... Like, creature feature, I yeah, feel like we're being too generous here. It's got to be more of, like, a impulsive force that happens to be alive as opposed to like consciously thinking things to me to be a creature feature yeah like jaws yeah. it's not like it's a smart shark it's just a creep that right. big it's, ass it's shark literally that's literally just people. a shark yeah, yeah it's not it's just eating people because it's hungry it's got a taste for blood yeah see so that counts to me like the snakes on the plane are just snakes they just happen to be on a plane and for some reason right. are attacking people instead of just hiding in corners because that's what snakes that's how they act um that, that it? that's how snakes operate that's how they would really or like be Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. That's a creature feature. Because those are just birds. I, uh, they're just I, angry I birds made, being angry birds, I, which I, they I, made an entire game after that. They, they, yeah, it's a whole series. But yeah, I, I unfortunately, like, I, I think that we're wringing our hands a little bit here. Like, we're trying. I think we just got to accept that this is a bad answer. Yeah. You know, but it's so, not a bad question. So it's thanks for answer. asking the question. We were just not qualified to answer it. Right. Um. But that's that's all we've got. Yeah, that was, um, a, that was a great first show back. And we just hit a minute, an hour and a half on the dot right now. So we did a good <laughs> job. We kept our promise. One of them, which means that we've got a plan. We've got a script. We we kept to it-ish. And so, with each passing word, we're betraying that even more. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to get out of here. But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we appreciate it, as always. And we will catch you next week. Have a good one.